Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make low-maintenance bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we had nobody coming into the showroom. So we started doing virtual visits via Microsoft Teams. We're able to see two or threefold the amount of customers we used to be able to see. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. I really think it's going to set a standard for retail moving forward. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Welcome back to another edition of the Rotowire DFS podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. I'm your host, Joe Pizzapia. Solo Joe today, but that's okay because we're going to get this done. Only eight games on the docket today, four in the afternoon, four in the evening. What a nice little slate of games for us to play. So let's get right to it. Zach Granke, top of the board at 10,400. But here's something to keep in mind right now with Zach Granke. Zach Granke, the home road splits are very different for him. Now, on the road this year, He's pitching to a 4.62 ERA at home where it's tougher. He's been undefeated, 5 and 0, 2.49. The strikeout rate's been significantly better at home, 11.7 on the road, 8.2. Now, I understand it's tempting. Probably no Stanton today in the lineup. I understand the Marlins are not a great team, but I think they're basically tempting you to go the Zach Ranky route. And just like the other day with Chris Sale, I don't want to go that route. And I don't want to go that right right now when I see Corey Kluber coming back for 10k saving $400. Now, most of the time, you don't always want to go with the guy who just came back from injury, but I feel really good about Kluber. feel good about the situation here against the A's. Strikeout potential is going to be there. I think he can get through the sixth inning. You know, this is not going to be one of those Corey Kluber nine-inning outings, most likely, first shot out of the gate. But the other guy you want to talk about today who is not in the day slate but in the night slate is Eduardo Rodriguez. Now, Rodriguez has seven straight quality starts, and I know you're probably thinking, well, he's probably due for a bad one. But we can't think like that. We got to give credit where credit is due. The Baltimore Orioles, I understand there's some power there. I understand this is a team that can explode at any time. And I also understand it's a favorable hitter's ballpark. But we got to talk about Eduardo Rodriguez and how good he's been and how consistent he's been. For 9,000, I think against Wade Miley, that's a very good matchup for him. He's got a 2.77 ERA. This is a guy that's striking out guys at a good rate. He's limiting the walks. He's been pretty efficient. He's gone to eight innings once recently. Look, you get six innings. You get the quality start out of Rodriguez. I think you got a good shot at a W as well. Brandon McCarthy, if you want to fade those guys at 86, is okay. Here's my concern with McCarthy. McCarthy's concern is the knee injury, that knee issue. Because if he doesn't get out or he tweaks it further, you know, it's vintage Brandon McCarthy where you could see a two or three inning start out of him and him coming out because of injury. And that's not something I feel comfortable with making any DFS investment. That's just me. Now, if you want to break these games up here and talk about them in terms of day and night, you got the Rockies Mariners at three, Dodgers Cardinals at 145 on the East Coast, Brewers Mets, A's Athletics. If you want to just play the day slate, Kluber's the cash game guy. GPP, it's between Wheeler and Chase Anderson for me. I think I lean towards Chase Anderson the way he's pitched this year. 
Uh, I'm just not confident that Wheeler can be efficient. I'm not confident that Wheeler can get out of the sixth inning. And I think once you get into that underbelly of the Mets bullpen, I think they're very vulnerable. McCarthy on paper is the right guy. Just concerned about the injury risk. It's a little too high. Wayne Red, I want nothing to do with, and I want nothing to do with anybody pitching-wise in the Rockies Mariners. If you're going to divide up the late slate, uh, to me, Eduardo Rodriguez is the slam dunk. If you don't want Rodriguez, Estrada is probably the next closest one. Granky's value is going to be huge today. His ownership is going to be huge. I get it. But I don't want to go there. I, I think it's a huge trap. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I think Eduardo Rodriguez right now is the safer play. Now, Adalberto Mejia going against a Mike Troutless lineup in Anaheim. You can make the argument there for him. He is, he is all the way down at the bottom of this slate. Now, is Adalberto Mejia a great pitcher? No. But at 6,100, if you're talking GP, please, this allows you to go up in tournaments all the way to the top of the board. Now, if you look at the last two starts, the fact he's going against Alex Meyer, who's got an ERA close to six. Over his last 12 innings, Mejia's got nine strikeouts and four walks. He does have one quality start. Is he going to be limited? Probably. But there's decent enough strikeout potential, decent enough GPP play there if you really want to go crazy. Again, this is multiple lineups. This is trying to make some things work, getting a little weird. I think you might be able to sneak one away if you're playing the night slate only. Try to get him in there, maybe, in one of the lineups and see what you get. But again, some people just like to play the one lineup. It's not a slam dunk. Far from it. Over a catcher, you know, these day game slates are always tough. The good thing about them is you're going to get some backup catchers in there. Uh, and if you do, there's some value in there. You can go underneath 2,700, find a lot of these guys, depending on where they're hitting the batting order. As of right now, these lineups are not released. But you can certainly find some of them. If you want to go to the top of the board, if Yasmani Grandal is playing today at 33, I love him against Wainwright. Not sure if he's in the lineup at this time, but that's one to keep in mind. I think the power against Wainwright. Basically, Wainwright's a guy that I'm going to troll today. Also, Jed Bandy, always a good play if he is in. Questionable as well uh, because of the day game slate. Uh, over at first base, you got top of the board, Paul Goldschmidt. Always a good investment there at 43. Carl Santana, also a strong investment against Cotton at 38. Love him today. That's a strong return. If you don't want to pay up all the way, I don't like Chris Davis today against Eduardo Rodriguez. Too much swing and miss. Here's my oppo play for you. It's Justin Bohr against Granke. I know what you're thinking. That's crazy. Granke's been terrific. But Bohr has been no slouch. Over the last month, Bohr has been one of the best hitters in baseball. He's showing power. Because it's Granky, I think the ownership will be super low in GPP. That's one you could certainly go with. Also, 2,900, think very clearly about Eric Thames. Okay, he's got the good lefty-right-up matchup against Zach Wheeler. There's also some potential here as well. If you look at the game log recently, he's got four hits in his last two games. Starting to turn things around again. I think there was a, a period where he was dealing with some physical stuff. Not just injury, but illness as well. I think he's starting to get healthy. starting to get hot. He's got a home run and two RBIs in his last contest. He's also walking. He's got five walks in his last three games. The walks are important. The walks are a signal. Guys are seeing pitches well, taking good at-bats, and that's what you want. Over at third base, let's go to the top of the board here. Nolan Arenado and Donaldson, both 4,100, both really good investments. I probably lean slightly towards Donaldson because of the home ballpark, but Nolan Arenado probably will have lower ownership tonight, and that's because he's been quiet lately. But if you look at Nolan Arenado, Nolan Arenado is a better player than he's played in the last 10 games. Nolan Arenado is going against Giovanni Gallardo, a fly ball pitcher. 
I know it's in Seattle. There's a lot of reasons why people are going to be down on Arenado today. I'm not one of them. Arenado, if you're looking for ownership percentage low. Donaldson, if you're looking for a little bit more of a sure thing. Stay away from Jake Lamb against a lefty today. Same with Machado. Stay away. Stay away against Kyle Seeger also. Jose Ramirez hitting fifth though. I think that's a viable option. And Logan Forsythe at 31 is a terrific value if you're looking for return on investment. Again, against Wainwright. Uh, Forsythe's been good since he came back. That's a spot where I feel very comfortable. After that, it's too dicey. Those are the guys you want to go with on this uh, tiny slate of games here. Xander Bogart stopping a bird at 38. Not enough of a savings for me. I prefer Corey Seager at 35. Lefty-righty matchup against Wainwright. You could see a trend here. I hate Adam Wainwright today. All Dodgers all the time, especially in that day slate. That's where I'm stacking. I'm stacking those Dodgers. Francisco Lindor hitting second against Jarrell Cotton. Also really good. I think you can make a nice Cleveland stack as well today. Put Lindor in there. If you want to go Brantley, if you want to also go uh, Carlos Santana, certainly enough there as well. Lindor, very good of late. A good matchup for him. And 3,200, let's be honest, that's a terrific value for him over at the shortstop position. Uh, Continuing to go down this board, not a whole lot to like. Estrubo Cabrera, possibly a 31, but again, for 200 more, you can make the case to go up for Lindor. Owings at 29. It's an okay play. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I think that that's one that if you're trying to squeeze in cash games and you think Owings gives you enough floor, that's good enough. I like Owings as a player. Would be more bullish on him if it were in Arizona than in Miami. Also, D.D. Gregorius dealing with a hand issue, so you probably want to stay away from him as well today. Brian Dozier at second base, top of the board, 3900 Cano, 38 But Neil Walker for $500, $600 less than those two. I think is a better play against Anderson. It's a better side of the plate in terms of power for him. You got Kipnis leading off today at 3300 but Devin Travis for the same amount. I'll take the floor of Devin Travis over this last month without a doubt. I think Travis has been terrific. To me, he's a guy that uh, as good as Kipnis has been at times, too many zeros, too much all or nothing for me. So therefore, I'd rather have the floor of Devin Travis. And I think the ceiling is pretty reasonable as well. DJ LeMahieu at 3100 a real tiny salary for DJ. Now, I understand it's on the road, and I understand he hasn't quite been as good as he was last year, but I think this whole Rockies team right now is struggling a little bit, and they're going to get right eventually, and maybe it starts today against Giovanni Gallardo, because if you're going to get right offensively against anybody, it's Giovanni Gallardo. I would stay away from Starlin Castro today. Again, much better player at home than on the road. He's in Toronto against Estrada, which I think is a tougher matchup. Also keep in mind, if Jonathan Villar is in the lineup today against the Mets and Travis Darno is catching, I want all kinds of shares of Villar. Darno has trouble throwing out runners. Wheeler is another guy, not the greatest at holding guys on. The Mets struggle with that. So if Villar is playing, that might be at least one stolen base. Now, baseball is here, and don't get stranded out on first base without a Rotowire subscription. And don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. So go to FanDuel.com. Slash Rotowire to claim you must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible. And users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. On to the outfield. Mookie Betts, 45. Blackman, 45. But Jose Bautista, 43, is my favorite of the grouping at the top. Judge is at 42. Conforto, 41. Bellinger, 4K. But give me Bautista against Sabathia. Sabathia struggled this year. I'd be shocked if he makes it out of the fifth inning, sixth inning. You get into the bullpen, that's where you want to be. The bullpen's a little bit beat up for the Yankees right now without Chapman in there, so it's a little thinner than normal. 
Also, Batista's hitting almost 400 over the last month. Power's been there. Everything's been there. Donaldson back. All signs are pointing up to Jose Bautista. And I love Toronto today as well. So Toronto, Cleveland, and the Dodgers. Those are the three spots offensively where I'm absolutely stacking, putting lineups together. And I'll tell you what. Colorado, to a certain extent, too, against against Giovanni Gallardo. Nelson Cruz, I'd stay away from him. He's banged up today. Also, Stanton dealing with that hamstring is not the way you want to go. I know Brett Gardner has been hot of late, but I think it's time to start moving away from Brett Gardner a little bit because eventually that pumpkin is going to turn. Michael Brantley hitting third day at 3,600. Not a terrible play. Also against Darrell Cotton, who I'm looking for some offense there. Chris Davis, not a great selection against Cleveland and Corey Kluber hitting cleanup. But I want to talk about Domingo Santana. Domingo Santana is $3,500, right? Domingo Santana has been hitting much better in the last couple weeks, and probably you don't notice it because he's one of these guys that kind of flies under the radar. But the overall numbers have been strong for Santana. He's got two home runs in his last three games, six RBIs over that span, seven in his last four. And this is also a guy that's been walking a lot recently, okay? And when that walks are happening, I talked about Thames earlier in the pod, talking about Santana now. Walks mean a guy is seeing the ball well, taking pitches, getting good pitches to hit, or having the discipline not to make outs. And that's a very, very positive thing. Against a guy like Zach Wheeler, I look at Santana, and I don't care about the righty-righty matchup. I care about power of Santana. I care about taking good at-bats and making a guy like Wheeler work. And I think Santana's going to do that. Now, to piggyback that as well, I want to keep in mind, if Hernan Perez is in the lineup today, that's another extreme value where you go all the way down there. Hernan Perez is 2,900. Perez has been very strong this year offensively. It's another guy with a little bit of speed, too, who could give the Mets a little troubles on the base path. I know it's righty-righty, but check the lineup. See if he's in. If he is, that might be a cost savings 2,900 in cash games where you could throw him in as your third outfielder. I like where Perez is regardless of where he's hitting in the order. Uh, continuing to go around that board, when you look around, not a whole lot of other extreme values there. Pilar's played well. I think you can make a case for him. Pilar certainly over the last month or so has been solid. Uh, Carlos Gonzalez is the last one I want to mention at 3200 A much better player than a $3,200 salary, that's for sure. He's got Giovanni Gallardo. I understand the floor has been questionable this year. I get it. But there is upside there. Now, Cargo for me today is a GPP-only play, not a very strong cash game play. But if you look at the rest of the slate now field, it's not the greatest in terms of, you know, value lower down. If you're looking, it's Hernan Perez. It's Cargo. You can't go with Calhoun today. I don't think that's a wise decision there. But top of the board, Batista. That's a good one. You can get a good return on there. Probably offset that with a guy like Domingo Santana. And basically, that's where we are today. Be wary of Zach Greinke. I'm all about the Klubes, all about Erod, and I'm all about trolling on Adam Wainwright today. I'm feeling good about old farts today. Trolling Wainwright, trolling Sabathia. That's where I want the offense to come from. That's what I want. So for everybody here at Rotowire. Hope you enjoyed the Rotowire DFS podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at JoePizzaPia17. And for everybody here at Rotowire, have a great day of daily fantasy. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding 
or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.